Hi, everybody. How are you guys? Trina, you sit in the middle. You're our special guest. Thank you guys so much for coming to our show. We appreciate you. How are you guys doing? Yay! You guys are awesome. so nice. Um, first of all, I'm so tired. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even drink. But uh, how are you guys? I'm okay. <laughs> I got a lot to report. You just, how did you know I was just this? Oh, we're just, I look this, or you're just, you're just guessing? Um, is anyone a fan of the podcast okay. here inside the closet? <laughs> Work. All right. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, our guest today is Trana Wintour, dear friend of mine. Hello. Hi, everyone. Tran Trana's yes. from Montreal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No applause, please. Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Montreal based comedian End was a new faces at the Just for Last Festival. Canada. Last night. Last night. Last night. It was last night. And she killed oh boy. it. Thank you. Oh, man. I was literally sitting all the way in the back. By the way, this is how our podcasts work. If you don't know, we just sort of jump in really we don't have time to waste no, no no we will get to madonna liza mariah Brittany. <laughs> tran and i have uh, we have to go deep in our divas always and emma has i think the most unique perspective on all these divas well i'm not familiar with a lot of them but i have some sex stuff to report well <laughs> let's start with the sex stuff and then we'll get because we're gonna we won't stop with the divas so okay. let's go with the sex stuff and then also i've been like purposefully not googling like stuff about you because so I saw Trana's comedy um, when you opened up for Mateo and I and I was like wow you're so funny and then I was like curious about your story but I didn't I um, did impulse control which I've been working on wow with my therapist <laughs> and I didn't research so I want to like hear now about your life. Now, did you say that because you want to sound like you're really invested in this interview, <laughs> or you just didn't have are time lazy? To Google. Well, no, it's, don't you know worry, me Emma. Too well. There's like, nothing. There's not really that much to know, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, we could start with the uh, sex. Start stuff. with so the sex stuff. Yeah. It was fun. So I'm in a new relationship, but I had been with someone for about a year, and then I'm in a new relationship, and uh, the new person I'm dating doesn't listen to any podcasts, which is good. <laughs> Because then, you know, um, discrepancies and things I've maybe said here. Which you've run into every relationship <laughs> prior to this one. So I love the confidence. It's you been think a we're problem doing a podcast and saying every single thing. You know, it's like an open diary. Yeah. So then if someone listens, they're like, well, that doesn't, I'm avoiding saying, you know, things, uh, you know, lie. <laughs> you, you know. So. She came to visit Pierre for three days, and she was with Mateo and I. We were walking the hall, and she was like, "Wait, so what do you guys talk about in your podcast?" We both were like, "We both like stiffen up." Well, and we're I like, knew not to answer, so I was <laughs> like, "We." <laughs> it's I was like pop culture, a little, <laughs> which isn't so far from the truth. No, it's not totally far from the truth. And she was like, "Oh, and you guys, that's just like, is it like personal?" And I was like, "Sometimes we talk about like sex stuff and." You know, it's like broad, and you know, that's about it. And she was like, oh, I should listen sometime. And I was like, you get enough of me. You don't need to hear more me. So I think we like avoided that. But you seem to like her, I felt. Oh, she's great. She's yeah. fabulous. Trying I think she's going to listen. Fuck! She's, she's totally. Everything you just described, you think? that's leading straight into like a binge <laughs> moment. Well, then I'm ruined. It's over then. There's no. It's because not if I had, if we were dating and I, we had that exchange, um, I would go home no. and start listening to every single episode. But I'm also Scorpio rising, Scorpio moon. You know what I mean? So right. like, let's hope she's a Sagittarius and doesn't give a fuck. I'm a Sagittarius. So you wouldn't give a fuck. I, actually, the one time I dated someone that was even mildly associated with podcasting, as a podcast producer, and sometimes she would like fill in on other people's ones. Do you remember, know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think I do. I listen to every fucking thing she ever said in a podcast yeah. ever. So, I dang. mean, I don't know. It would really take a person of great restraint and self-control to not I know. do that. It's I like, don't know if that exists. And it, talk about leading, like, breadcrumbs. Like, you were just <laughs> yeah. eating loaves of bread. I mean, yeah. it's... You've just let everything out. There's if literally had, no secret. Yeah, if you had committed just to like pop culture and that's it. Right. If you hadn't had said and sometimes sex stuff. Shit. And, and like also that's such an invitation. And also if we didn't both freeze up. Right. Like <laughs> we maybe were walking she, and yeah. we, we stopped <laughs> yeah. walking. We were right by expectation. Uh, <laughs> that fucking place. You know, this is a, I just ate at Expectation. You know how embarrassing it is to sit at Expectation by yourself reading an egg pun menu? 
watching some YouTube video of like Laura Dern. And also, <laughs> I was like ordering, I ordered chicken and rice and I wanted something sweet. So I was like, can I cut up strawberries? And then the waitress looked at me and she was like, cut up strawberries? And I, and I am so sick of people's attitude towards food. So I just looked at her and I go, are you mad at me? <laughs> are you my mother? And she was like, what? And I was like, why did you just say that? Like I said something so ridiculous. Yeah. She goes, but just strawberries? And I was like, I'll say it again. <laughs> but uh, and then I got them on and her. I only ate half of them. And then she got mad at me for that. Oh She's my like, God. You didn't like the strawberries? And I was like, I really wish we won't talk about strawberries anymore. <laughs> she has an attitude problem is what she has. Yeah, but She's I She's been at expectations her. too long. That's the American in me is I just tipped her. We were talking about the difference between yeah. waiters in America and everywhere else. Mm. And then like everywhere else, they're just actually doing their job. Hi, what would you like? But in America, they're like, where your friend? <laughs> Hello. And it's like, it's like, wait, do we want to like invite her to the barbecue? <laughs> like, why are you our friend? I don't know you. That's too much. Yeah, what is your, like, living in Canada and then going to America, what are the biggest differences? Mm. Well, that, like, customer service insanity, for sure. Um, and I think, I mean, Montreal is different from the rest of Canada, as I'm sure you know, having been here now. I mean, you're here almost every year for, like, Bonjour. a month. You know, you're, like, an honorary Montrealer I now, I, I feel. I live and here And he now. speaks the language. Yeah, Ish. pretty well, pretty well. Pretty well. Yeah. I sound like Mario and Luigi but when I speak it. he really speaks French like a Parisian. Really? Yeah, like it's not a Montreal way of speaking French. Well, I get very stressed out. That w I feel bad that I don't speak the language. Like my first day here, I was like jumping when people would come up and be like, bonjour. I'd be like, I don't like it. I just got a lot. Emma's like not good with language. She tried ordering a steak and walked away with a hot chocolate. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> true Emma, story. what is going on with you? I'm, it was, it's like it was like peak neuroses. It was a food truck, and everything was in Spanish. And there was a picture of a steak, and so I pointed at that. And oh then about no. 20 minutes later, he handed me a hot chocolate. <laughs> oh no. And then I didn't want to seem like some like I felt <laughs> like it would seem I was doing something wrong or I was like it, like some uh, racial you have dynamic so much problem. White guilt with yeah, you. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm white. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I scuttled <laughs> off and and hid. And then someone was like, I thought you were hungry. I was like, I'm so hungry. Me, I was like, Emma, <laughs> like, just what drank. Are you you said chocolate. you wanted a steak. You're like, I have no idea what this, I don't know what's going on. And then I went back and I spoke Spanish and I was like, hi. I was like, my friend ordered a steak and you gave her a hot chocolate. And she's like, she pointed at the hot chocolate sign. I pointed I at the steak. Like, oh, uh. <laughs> Anyways, go on. The differences between America and Canada. Well, I think one thing, well, I mean, like, I haven't, like, you both have toured all over the U.S. Like, I've only been to basically New York City and Boston, and you know what I mean? Like, I'm not right. in, like... So you've just been to New York and Boston? Pretty much. Yeah, you're yeah. not, like, in Ohio So, I, like, it's hard for me to it. say, you know, because, <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's an enormous difference, you know, between right. the way that people are in New York. I think one thing that's funny, though, is that, like, whenever people come to Montreal, they're always like, oh, my God, Montrealers are so friendly. I'm like, what? are you talking about? <laughs> this is like the coldest, most like brutal city. And then when I go to New York, I feel like everyone is so nice and New Yorkers feel like everyone's an asshole in New really? York. Really? So I think we have that in common. Okay. You know? Huh. Yeah. I have literally walked into Starbucks sometimes in New York. I mean, Starbucks, if you work at Starbucks in New York, you have done like seven tours of war. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. they've lost the ability to speak. And I'm not making this up. I've walked up, there's a barista standing there. Like she just saw a ghost, she's frozen. And I'll be like, hi, how are you? No response. <laughs> Just staring, and I and literally I'll say out loud, "Okay, uh, <laughs> I'll have a coffee." I mean, they're just like the customer service in New York—they've just been through the mill. Yeah, it's rough. It's when rough. did you? So you grew up in Montreal. I did. And when did you start doing comedy? In, in six here? years ago here. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Do you has like have you, has your comedy always been like personal or? Yeah, I feel like I think you know. I think that's the sort of link that all sort of queer or marginalized people doing comedy have, and that's what I love. Like, I've always been drawn to comedy where I feel like, and music too, where mm. the performer is revealing something of who they are and what they've experienced and what they lived. Like, just observation doesn't speak to me. It's interesting too, because just observation humor is also like very much a privilege. Absolutely. Too. Because like if you just go up and start making observations, but you look like different a little bit, then people sometimes I can feel like a weirdness until I address how I look, and then people are like, oh, okay, now you can talk about potatoes. Right. I'm like, okay. So, because 
Emma They're does have a 45-minute potato. Yeah. Oh, I got to get to my potato material. I'm dying. <laughs> well, that's the part that I hate because I do, like, I... Uh, I have to start my performances by literally saying, hi, I'm transgender. Mm. Because we, I, I know that if I don't, right. that there's this guessing and there's this discomfort because people love to be able to figure people out, which yes. I don't get. Like, I'd rather not figure anyone out. That really? so much more casual and easy to me. Oh, I'm so guilty of, like, trying to figure. R okay. Like, N if someone has, like, if they're like, oh, my God, you got to meet my wife, I'd start tweaking out. Right. Like, I'll be like, yeah, I gotta meet your fucking But all three of us, you mentioned you're a lesbian, I mentioned I'm gay, you yeah. mentioned you're trans, I think, yeah. but that's something that, like, yeah, I do feel, because people... But I'm just running out of ways to say it in right. a funny yeah. way. Totally. <laughs> I used I'm to like, opera. I used to have this, like, Lady Gaga bit, because one time this person came up to me and really thought I was Lady Gaga. And, like, asked me for my autograph. Oh, my and, like, God. And, when I, like, insisting that I was her. So I'm like, fine, I'm her. <laughs> So I used to start off my sets by basically being like, you know, not every girl in a wig with a big nose and a dick <laughs> is Lady Gaga. <laughs> That's really good. But like, <laughs> how many years can I do that? Right. I was using that line for four I years. I was singing friggin' opera. I would walk and go, homeo babi, <laughs> no ka, and I'd do this whole opera, and then I'd say that's how I came out to my dad. <laughs> But no, I, but it still works. It still works. It's one of the toughest things. So I always say that when I like put material out there, I'm like, here's the thing. It's not writing more new material. It's writing the first thing to open with to address how I look in a way that's like comfortable and can segue into yes. other things. That's like the toughest exactly. thing. Exactly. I've run out. Like I, I just don't know how else to say it and make it funny. I have a love-hate relationship with having to do it because I don't mind doing it, but I do get I find it problematic when I also hate that word. I just used the word I hate, but I do find it problematic. You hate the word problematic? Just because people call me problematic for I don't know, <laughs> being a homosexual. But um <laughs> But but like there'll be straight comics that say, well, you don't have to do that. You don't need to do that. You don't. And I'm like, yeah, just but they, let me take care of this. Yeah. Like you know, because the times that I've been in, like obviously, I don't have to do it when I'm doing like a queer themed show. Right, which, which is actually nice. Yeah, which yeah. are obviously my favorite shows to do. Um, but but sometimes you're like, it's the obligatory queer yeah, show. Yeah, and when I've been in like straight performing in front of straight audiences, and I've decided like, you know what, I'm just not gonna say it. I can feel mm -hmm. the tension. Yeah. Tension. I can feel like how scared they are. I'm like, get the fuck over it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> like, what is so horrifying about wanting to fuck me? <laughs> fuck, totally. Trina, I need that kind of confidence. You should start your sets with that. <laughs> Just say, what's oh my so God, horrifying yeah, with should. wanting to fuck me? That would be really good. I, um... I forget what I was going to say, actually. It took my breath <laughs> you were gonna away. We're going to talk about potatoes. Yeah, potatoes. <laughs> I got to get to my potatoes. Um, how long have you identified as trans in your personal life? Um, my sort of like coming to this understanding of myself as a trans person and also finally like reconnecting and committing to this performer energy in me really coincided. They really happened like sort of at the same time, which is sort of like if I were to do things over again, I probably wouldn't have chosen the name Toronto Winter, although I love it. Really? It's my name. It's my but favorite because thing it's such a it. drag name. And so right. like, already there's this kind of drag name and I'm a performer. So I'm like people constantly think I'm a drag queen. Yes, um, it is. I actually I when I first saw the name, that's what I saw, thought. Yeah. So, yeah. And I understand that. But I mean, like it is what it is. And in a weird way, it's like. No one really chooses their name, and even this name I didn't really choose. Like it just kind of came about, and it stuck. You well, know? I'll be honest. I did choose my name. <laughs> That's Liza. Liza Minnelli. But I was seven. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was so funny. Tran and I were talking. Like Tran and I we're not going to talk about. We're just going to go and I pop know. We don't have to do. But then, of course, we of leave. Of course. Here. And but thank I, you for I sharing. told Tran about what you say, and we think we should. You should coin this because mm. we love it. Is that you're uh, gender wiggly? Yeah. Gender wiggly, I love it. When Matteo oh, told me you. that you like coined that term, I so was like, how it came about? Because all, but it's been like a whole like evolution of stuff because it used to just be like when I would be like, it started where through like a sexual relationship where I'd always role play I was a guy, and then like then I like wouldn't like doing sex if I wasn't doing that. But now recently I've been like totally okay, like playing like not. So just you know, sex is complicated. <laughs> But um, the gender wiggly, I was walking into a woman's bathroom, and this woman leaving went women's restroom, and I went, yeah, I'm gender wiggly. <laughs> and then she just sprinted out, and then I went, 
but I got a vagina, I got a vagina. <laughs> Which probably didn't make her feel any more comfortable. Uh, <laughs> but that's where it started com coming from. Or, I, or, or actually also where it came from was when people go, do you date bisexuals? I go, ooh, I love a bisexual. <laughs> I said, mm, bisexual, yes. Because I, I would connect better with bisexuals sexually because I could be a little more gender wiggly because then I could like really like, you know. Go on. Fuck them like I was a guy. Like they'd be like more like open to that. You know what I mean? Then sometimes lesbians aren't as into that. With you. Right. But then like the bisexual ones would be like more like down to. I get it. You know what and I'm, I'm just yeah. a boring bottom. No, but the person I'm with now is a lesbian, and it's been going great. So maybe I like didn't pay enough attention to lesbians this whole time. But well, that's because uh, Emma. Exactly. Uh, this is my lesbian voice. Um, <laughs> We've had meetings, and you have come to any of them. I can't make the meetings. They stress me out. That's well, why I don't like doing queer shows. They, I get nervous in front of the lesbians. Lesbians make me very nervous, yeah, too. Yeah, I love lesbians. Um, I think... <laughs> but I do... Sometimes I do shows when it's like all... Well, actually, that's changed a lot. When I first started doing comedy, and I would do, like, gay shows, I would go on stage, and you could just feel, like, gay men, like, crossing their arms, because they're right. like, where's Kathy Griffin? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I actually think, like, a lot of media, like, the, all, everything's changing slowly, and so now when I do shows, it's mainly gay men who come. And they're so excited is, to see you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's, to me, it's, like, very heartwarming. Like, I'm like, it's oh, nice. my God, this feels so good and feels cool and stuff because you know i don't know it's nice it's nice to feel like you're being embraced by your community yeah except when you make a joke about gay prison and then everyone hates you for a week mateo yeah. had problems on twitter because he one of his clips that had gone viral um i made a joke that was clearly sarcastic i was asked by comedy central to make a joke about mike pence and so mike pence being america's vice president really hates gay people and so I was like, oh, well, if he sends me to gay prison, I'm like, do your worst. Like, I'll come and I'll come. Uh, you know, gay prison will just reenact every single musical scene from Chicago. You know, so like, pop, shit, sit, around. You know, um, clearly being sarcastic. And then a lot of gay people on Twitter who don't follow me, so maybe that's part of it. They like context. They don't understand my sensibilities. But they just came after me, like, you're dangerous. You're part of the problem. Like, you think this is funny. What about Chechnya? I'm like, what part of this <laughs> joke do you think I was being... S you think as a gay man, I was uh, going on stage advocating for gay... Pr you have to be <laughs> simple yeah. to not read That's the sarcasm. What simple about is Chechnya? putting it really nicely. Yes. Yeah. What about Chechnya is something I'm going to use anytime I feel myself floundering in an argument now. <laughs> I'll be like, like if I'm losing steam or it's not going, I'll be like, well, what about Chechnya? And then just walk out. And be like, You're anti-Chechnya and I know it. And then I'll leave. Okay, so I know we're having fun being really serious, blah, yes. blah, blah, but really when Tran and I get together, our conversations, we, okay, when we first met, because Lisa yes, Traeger performed here yeah. during the winter or something, and she's like, I had, a, did you open for her? I did, yeah. Okay, so she's like, I had this, this, this comic, she opened for me, her name is Tran Wintour, you've got to meet her when you go to Montreal, because I was going like a month later, yeah. and so I went and we sat on a deck, and <laughs> I think for like an hour and a half, just like went through everything in pop culture. Oh, boy. From Dina Lohan. Dina Lohan was a real focus that night. Yeah. Are you as into Lindsay as Mateo no. 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 No, no, no. Uh, I have standards. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Totally fair. <laughs> I get it. I really love Lindsay. Um, her recent Instagram post, by the way, I think she was in, like, a plastic bag and, like, bent over on a bed. It's fabulous. Um, <laughs> Facetuned within an inch of her life. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then we just became, I don't know, just like immediately Yeah, we just had connected. a connection. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so we love talking pop culture. So and I, I feel the connection with you too, by oh, the way. Thanks. And I'm Likewise. sad that we didn't get a chance to like hang out that much during the festival. But I like, when I opened for you two at Theater St. Catherine and I saw you perform for the first time, like I really was like, I love this person. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank I really so felt much. it. I felt the yeah. same way. Cool. I remember when I was watching you, I was like grumpy about something and then I stuck my head out and I saw you do some jokes and I went, <laughs> comedy's fun. <laughs> yeah, the comic actually laughs because now, yeah. I mean, I watch shows like this. 
Me too. Yeah, don't you find Fine. that like watching someone do even five minutes feels like two hours? It feels like a fucking eternity. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And if you really like, if this is if you know com Okay, there's like three levels to thinking something's funny. If you know, if you recognize something funny, comics do this. That's funny. And then if something's really funny, you'll go like that. Yeah, and then I if do that. Actually, funny, you laugh. You laugh. And right. If you yeah. get a comic to laugh, you've done a good job. That and I could like during my new faces set last night. Um, it's in a big theater, but I could hear Mateo laughing. Yay. And I know cackle. his real laugh, and like it really like it kept giving me this like boost. Like I have the like a witch's cat. I was like in the back, like ah hee ha. <laughs> like, it's either you're doing something really good or something really wrong if you hear not in this sense, of, or you hear comics laughing. Like if oh, you hear yeah. comics laughing, you oh. either said something so flyingly all holy hell fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. That ever you hear, <gasps> and then a few sick twisted comedians being like, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so it's a balance there. That's for true. Sure. That's true. All right, Trana, who is your favorite diva? Oh mm. God, I, I mean, I'm. How do you? What's the criteria? I have a hard time. I go between three. I'm gonna have to say ultimately, Barbara Streisand. Okay. Who yeah. was your first diva like inspiration? Um. Well, I don't know if Alanis Morissette really counts <laughs> as a diva, but that was my first album. That was my first musical love, and then very soon after that, um, it was Madonna, and Madonna was like the biggest the Ray of part Light of album? my. No, it was actually Evita that got mm. me into Madonna. Wow. Yeah. Girl, You're and I one. listened to the Avita soundtrack for like a year, and, and that's then I rough. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, I loved then. it, and then I asked my mom after a year. I'm like, does Madonna have any other albums? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I was eight, you know. So um, I think Streisand was my first diva. And probably, because it's between her and Maria Callas, truly. Yeah. I know I keep going back to Mariah, and I'm most interested in Mariah, because Mariah is just, there's there's so much, there's so little and so much there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Streisand, I was obsessed with. I have synesthesia, so I see color with music. And so I used to ask That's my That's a very Barbara thing to say. <laughs> you know, I have, I my chickens like green eggs. Um <laughs> But you know what I'm talking about. But uh, she did that in an Oprah interview, acting like we all have a fucking chicken and farm. Um, <laughs> but uh, I used to ask her to play the Orange song, which was Don't Rain on My Parade. Oh, and I still see the really same cute. music. But I love Streisand. I love her. What is it? What do you guys, what constitutes a diva to you guys? Um, uh, that's a really good question. Um, someone who's part um, otherworldly and part mess. Mm. Yeah. But it doesn't, I mean, Barbara's not a mess. <laughs> How is she a mess? The chickens? Uh, she's out of touch. Okay. But uh, not a mess. Well, she's not a mess in the way that, like... Liza. Listen. <laughs> I'm not gonna... I... Pizzazz. <laughs> Liza is a mess. You know Liza's what I mean? a mess. Liza, but Liza's also a miracle. Yes, you know. I've, I've been white knuckling it for 25 years. Yeah. I have seven hip replacements. Are you close with your parents? Like, how have they been? How did you, you doing go from Liza to parents? I was curious. <laughs> my AD, I was curious. Um, well, with my mom, yes, but my dad um, took off when I was like 18 months, so he's never been a part of my life. Oh, and that's not baby. a sob story, by the way. I'm. I couldn't be more grateful that there wasn't like a heterosexual male in my home. Mm. <laughs> like I could <laughs> not Jesus be Christ. more grateful. I don't know wow. how you all do it. It's <laughs> like it was just me, my mom, and my sister, and I could not like be heaven. more grateful. Do you have heterosexual male friends? Um, not that many. Like not close friends. Right. Yeah, not close friends. Um, Mateo's dad is super heterosexual. <laughs> Whole, I don't know what I was expecting or why I would have expected. I met his dad after a show in Chicago, and the first thing I thought was like, "Whoa, he's he's such a straight man." <laughs> I don't know what. What did you think was gonna? I don't know what I. Th I thought it would be an older version. You think of my dad's you. gonna be like, "Hey, Emma, <laughs> yes, love the shark," you know? 
Because I look just like my dad. My dad and I act pretty similar. I look like manners. my mom. Right. I know you my mom's dad. I grew up with my dad. My sister grew up with my mom. My brother grew up with his mom. And I am the one kid that is close with my dad. Okay. And my dad was like kind of like a womanizer. And I remember when I told him I was gay, he was very okay with it. Yeah. And my mom was like, well, he has to be. He's a monster. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Will you show Trana what your parents... I always do this, but will you show Trana how your parents greet each other? My parents don't get along at all. <laughs> now they can be like in the same room, but it's always pretty much the same thing. It doesn't matter how long it's been since they've seen each other. My mom's name's Susan, my dad's name's Jeff. It'll be like 30 seconds of silence, and then my mom will go, Jeff. And he'll go, Susan. Things are well. Things are well. And with you? Sure. And then that's it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The world could be blowing up around them, and then that's like totally it. But you know, God bless them. It works. Whatever. And my mom, I have a new stepmom now who's really great, and my mom really likes that stepmom. I think when you met my dad, you thought my dad was just going to be my aunt Cindy. I think that's what I thought. Yeah. Which I'm seeing Barbara Streisand with my aunt Cindy next week. I know. I'm so excited for you. I'm so. It's excited. really like seeing Barbara live is an experience. I can't fucking wait. Yeah. You're going to cry. I saw Pink with my Aunt Cindy. She also loves Pink, uh, which is... I love Pink. Yeah, of course. The whole audience was lesbians. It was lesbians and my Aunt Cindy, a little Mexican woman, (laughs) jumping around, (laughs) screaming for Pink. I was like, this is so funny. Is Pink a diva? No. No. She's not. (laughs) She's really not a diva. She's too athletic. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, like Whitney can't... Can you imagine, like... Barbara on a trapeze. (laughs) Barbara even talked about that in Ellen. She's like, I know pink does the thing (laughs) up here. Couldn't someone be athletic and a diva? No. What about like some tennis player that's like, clean my racket? Tennis player? Or like a golfer or someone that's like. A golfer? But it's just like, because it seems like you could be a diva in any situation. It's about your attitude around it. Mm. No? I mean, you could make the argument, because but what if I, what if in this was case, it's like singers. You yeah, know what I mean? like right. Mariah, really about music. Whitney, Patty, yeah. Aretha, Madonna, Christina, Ariana. Brit- sure. No, <gasps> she's not. Well, a Well, first of all, diva is not necessarily a compliment. Like diva is like it's like a league. You to know me what it I mean? Seems like hard to work with. I think Ariana. That's part. You have to be difficult. Right. I think she's yeah. working her way there. You know right. what I mean? Like the same when Mariah in '94. Was she a diva yet? Because we had Aretha, and it, Mariah had to like right. continue proving herself until Divas Live, 1997. Yeah, was, I would say that's when Mariah really cemented her diva status. I think like longevity is a part of it. Like there okay. has to be a certain number of years. Yeah. Because then it's almost like you're hard to work with, but you're so fucking talented that they, you have to be kept around. Is that like part of it? Uh, it's like you're like allowed 90% to be a diva. Of it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think there has to be like I think it really comes down to just like this larger than lifeness. You know, I don't think Ariana Grande, I mean, she's like not even like physically, she's not larger than life, (laughs) but like, but even just like in terms of what she brings to the table and personality wise, like it's not larger than life. Who's like a male diva? Who's a male performer? No such thing. Really? Well, I guess maybe Elton John. I thought Elton John too. But, but I'm so uninspired by male artists. Wow. Yeah. I think I, the male... I mean, the, the only male artist that I really like is George Michael. Oh, I love, love George Michael. Yeah. I think, to me, mm. the greatest male voices... Because I'm attracted to voices, and I think women have such bigger... They have more flexibility to their voice. They're more, there's more color. What about there's Nick Carter? There's more excitement. <laughs> Nick <Who>? Carter. <laughs> Nick Carter. Well, um, yeah, he's really proven himself. Uh, yes. His brother Aaron seems like he's doing great. Oh, he's having a hard time. He's having he's been he's been having a he's hard time been yeah. ever since he was playing basketball with Shaq. Yeah, that there's a documentary. It's sad though. It I is actually sad. don't know what's going he on with him. Really, like at least Not the last good. time I saw him, looked really like falling apart. There's really? a documentary about Lou Pearlman, who was a manager for Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, and uh, I think Dream as well. Um, Dream, they did the song. He loves um, me, he loves me not. Yes, I fucking love that song. I love that song yeah, too. Yeah, so good. So forgotten. He loves me, he loves he me not. not. Yeah, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful song. Um, but the <laughs> Lou Pearlman documentary, they have like different people like talking about their experience with Lou, and Aaron Carter is having like a breakdown about it. 
Like he was like, you know, he. But th- does he also have a breakdown at Burger King ordering breakfast? See, <laughs> it seems. Yeah, but it's like Lou it. Perlman's fault. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. he's like he's not a molester. He didn't molest anybody. Yeah, I was. I never saw the documentary. But I was confused. Was it about him molesting them or no? There were hints of that allegation, yeah. but the person that seemed really not at peace was it with Aaron Carter. When I was judging Aaron Carter to paint the context. <laughs> It was in my apartment really late. I didn't have any food in my apartment. So I was eating vitamin gummies. <laughs> and I'll freeze them so I don't overeat them. I, that like, kind of like is a buffer for me from like eating too many of them because I love vitamin gummies. <laughs> so then if I freeze them, the amount of chewing makes me think about, oh, I shouldn't eat like a handful of these. <laughs> but I was watching Just the... Just get air- real gummies. <laughs> I know, but I hadn't been home at all. So like the only thing I had was my... D- delectable vitamin gummies. <laughs> so I was eating them, and I had such a handful of them, I couldn't get my hand out of the jar. <laughs> and instead of just letting some of the vitamin gummies go, I spat my hand to, like, lube it up. It went... <laughs> <laughs> popped it out of the jar. I was like, ah! And then I was eating the vitamin gummies, watching Aaron Carter, and I was like, he's not doing too well. <laughs> he needs to get his life together. <laughs> this guy. Just to paint the scene so me judging him really should have a little bit of but weight. But I don't think any of us are judging him. No, I think we? there's empathy. Yeah, empathy. Um, that's the word I was looking but for. But I loved... G- <laughs> 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 I loved your joke about, like, how every boy band always had that, like, creepy older yes. man. But what's funny is that all the UK boy bands, like, take that and Westlife and Boy Zone, the UK boy bands never had an ugly member. Really? Never. Everyone was good looking in the UK boy bands. I need to explore these UK boy bands, and also there's all these UK, there's all these boy bands coming Except out of for Asia. The yeah. Except for which ones? The Beatles. They weren't like the well, highest no, group the ever, but <laughs> I thought so it'd be funny. No one laughed, so I'm backing down. Couldn't uh, the Beatles be divas? No. no. What about Mick Jagger? No. No. What? Yoko because Ono, yes. Yeah, yeah. She did it a whole song in Chicago once, and she just was on stage going raspberry. <laughs> I'm like. Really, this bitch gets to perform for like thousands of people. <laughs> Anyways, um, do you are you in a relationship? No, I am like, but it doesn't make sense to call it single anymore because it's been so long. Like it's shifted; it's become something else that I haven't really found a word for wow. yet. Wow, like but another it's like dimension. Post single, you know, it's you just like post modernism. Yeah, got it. It's beyond. How long have you been single? Or post-single? Like, ten years. Whoa. Yeah. I was single for seven years. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not looking for it, you right. know? Um, and I'm not actively wanting it or needing it. I was talking to Mateo about this the other day, but I'm, like, I'm sort of... Because I'm such a deeply self-protective person, mm. and I think I had to be when I was a kid and a teenager, and obviously those sort of instincts and coping mechanisms stay with you <laughs> for longer than you consciously realize. Sure. And so I always say that I'm, like... And I'm genuinely not wanting it or needing it, but I always say, like, but I'm open to it if it comes my way. But I don't even know if that's true. Like, I think there is a certain amount of closed-offness in me that I'm sort of examining right now. And you don't do the apps or anything? Only when I'm bored. Mm. And, like, I get off on, like, attention. Attention, clearly. (laughs) 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 Uh, What a shock. I mean, Grindr (laughs) is basically just, like, Candy Crush at this point. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like not even real. <laughs> like we've gone too far. <laughs> Have you been doing Grinder here at all? No, I haven't been on Grinder in years. I I can't do it. I've done my tours of Grinder. It's right. too people are too mean. I'm too sensitive. Grinder is also an app that wants your attention now. You know what I mean? Like Instagram, I can post something and come back to it. Grinder, like they say hey, and like three minutes later you go to your phone and they're already like, well then fine, and then they <laughs> block you. <laughs> I'm like, God, for a mask top, you're real sensitive, you know. <laughs> Everyone's head is cut off. They have specific, like, gay, like, fucking hunt, like, men, like, they're going, like, clothes shopping. We're so horrible to ourselves. You know what I mean? It's like, wrong size, wrong color, wrong this. Like, you're yeah. all assholes. I feel like, I feel guilty, like, swiping, you know, and, like... Oh, really? See, or not like responding. That. Like, it really makes me... It makes me really sad. Really? Yeah, because I realize, like, like exactly what you're saying. Like, it's just cultivated this, like this way of treating each other so disposably. Disposed, yeah. And that doesn't make me feel good. And I can do that on my own. Uh, (laughs) I can feel bad about myself without an app. Uh, When I did Tinder, what I would do is I would, I I don't know, I don't know if it's because I'm dyslexic, so when I would really try to do it where I would like think about it and then do the left and the right, then I would like do it wrong and be like, like screw it up. (laughs) 
So what I do with Tinder is I just go, I just swipe everybody yes <laughs> as fast as I can, and then I circle back and see who then also matches with me. Okay. Just I've fucking. Like th- that's like every- very like straight male of oh, you. Oh yeah. I was just gonna say. Yeah, that's like a very one, straight male Because approach. all the male comics that I talk to do that. They just sit just and swipe right, and then they go, you know, pick and choose or whatever. Like, this bitch matched with me. What's she thinking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. I was in the middle of Times Square on New Year's Eve doing a show once, and I reached, the <laughs> I reached the end of Tinder. Congratulations. It, it, a sign came up, and it was like, wow, you've beaten the game. Yeah. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Think about it. It was time, and, and Times Square on New Year's Eve. Wow. Literally, I had The most crowded <laughs> place in the world, and it's like, Emma, you're really alone. Yeah. <laughs> My phone just shuts off forever. It does its own (laughs) countdown to shutting off. It was 1 a.m. and I had done my show and then I was Was this the year that Mariah fucked up her lip sync? I don't know. I, I don't know. You don't I, remember the whistle tones playing behind her? No. They're literally like, <laughs> and then she's going, I guess I'll take a dip. <laughs> I didn't know. But about I, that. I, that was my I favorite thing she's ever done. I thought it was heroic. Same. Honestly. I defend like, her on that. So, like, things are like crashing and burning all around you, it's going horribly. And then to just say, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> she said that. She said, this is the best thing ever. And this was like on New Year's Eve at the yeah, ball Yeah, she game. came out and clear. Look, I defend Mariah 100% on this. She came out and she had, you know, she was with me. She was a Stella, that friggin' idiot Who's of a Stella? manager. Just this crazy Russian woman who was managing her. And uh, so she walks out. She looked good. Yeah. She always looks good. Yeah. Um, and, and she comes out and then they're doing emotions. And I guess she couldn't hear her her playback in her ear. So she said, like, I can't hear myself, but the music kept going. And it's so funny, because you can see how pissed she is in her face. And so she was like, you know what, fine. I can't hear myself, then you won't get a performance. But they pumped in her whistle tones. Because, look, it's freezing out, it's live, like, just, I get it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's like giving a backup boost of course, a little bit. But it's, yeah. so, it's so funny, so she's literally talking to the audience. The audience is uncomfortable and nervous. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Why she, what's happening? They're like watching a meltdown, but she did it so gracefully that yeah. she just looked at the audience, she's like, well, this was a number one hit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, at, like, okay, you start talking, be Mariah, and I'll be the, the whistle tones in the background. Wow. It was the number one hit. <laughs> 18 number ones. Never forget. This is the best thing ever. Um, we have 20 minutes left, and we wanted to do a Q&A with you guys. They're very strict about time here. There's a Greek-Italian woman in the back, and trust me, they're tough. So, um, so they're... Going so, around with the mics. Yeah, so if you guys have How any questions... How did you questions, know she was Italian? Because we, well, we've already talked in Italian, oh. the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I spot Mediterraneans from a mile away. <laughs> wow. I'm like, Turkish, Italian, Moroccan, or Greek. What are you? You know what I mean? And then you, you discuss. Okay, um, <laughs> so if anyone has questions, feel free and it's to raise space. your hand. We also don't need a mic. I mean, it's too much pressure. If you just want to... No, you're s- recording it. Well, we'll repeat oh, yeah, the question thinking, back. Yeah. No. Get the, vo- get the audio. Okay, you're right. Get the audio. <laughs> No questions. And wow, don't we feel really weird if there are any questions. There's one. Hi. Okay, thank God. We have a question. Yes, sir. Right there. Hi. Hey. Hi. So, uh, talking about divas, what do you think about Susan Sarandon? Mm. Oh, my God. A nightmare. <laughs> a nightmare. She's um, a diva? I didn't know. She's the reason she's... Trump is president. <gasps> I firmly believe that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't. Fir- Can you imagine? But she was a bit of a factor. A bit. Um, well, I think she represented she a like group of people that were bitter towards Hillary. And that's fine if that's her opinion. But beca- as a result, they decided to cross their arms in a moment we needed their vote. Yeah, exactly. So she, I think she represented that aspect of people. So people were frustrated with her. But it is ridiculous that people are tweeting at her like, Look what you did, Susan Sarandon! It's like, I was one of those people. <laughs> I just, I think it's so funny. To I needed an outlet. Yeah, but also, do you think outlet. she even uses her Twitter? No. Right. Um, I totally missed that about, was this the first time that Susan Sarandon was 
like considered a diva or did she do something else? She's a sub No, I wouldn't agree diva, I feel. She's Great an older actress. actress. Her boobs are always out. She's done some fun <laughs> roles. She's kind of t- she has like male feminine energy. Like <laughs> really? she's kind of a Judy Garland but doesn't what? sing. In the sense that she can like present with like different types of energy, I feel. Mm, I think she's a great actress. No. No, I yeah. think she's well, a great she actress, drug though. What? Susan Sarandon does? No, no, Judy did. Oh, mama. <laughs> I think I actually remember someone saying once I was asking about celebrity crushes, and someone said Susan Sarandon was their celebrity crush, and that's the only time that it took me a second to process it. <laughs> and I was, I mean, someone said like Steve Buscemi before. Like, there's been all kinds of responses, but Susan Sarandon, I I thought was an interesting. It she, is an interesting. She's choice. in one of the most dramatic movies of all time. She's in a movie called Stepmom. Yes. Uh, oh I don't God. know if anyone's with seen Lindsay Stepmom Lohan. before, but. It, no, no, no it was with, oh no, but with the Lindsay lookalike. Um, no, it was um, Jenna. No, no. Uh, fucking. Uh, what was her name? Julia Roberts. No, but uh, the we kid. killed Julia Roberts. The it took me that long to think of her name. But <laughs> oh, the, the kid. kid. The kids were the most annoying part of that movie. They were so fucking annoying. That was it a horror horrible. movie? No, no, yes, <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. It is. Don't watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, who else has a question? Thank you for asking. C'è qualcuno con una domanda? Un question? Yes. Hello. Oui, madame. C. C is French? No. I didn't Come? So. Oh. But, but French from France, people do s- use C for yes as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <coughs> Je suis désolé. Alors, oui? Alors, I guess you didn't think I was Italian. I guess not. I didn't know. Mediterranean. Oh, there you go. Work, girl. I could tell. <laughs> I just want to say, Emma, it was our first time seeing you at this festival. We oh. And she's disappointed. Oh. <laughs> No, no, we loved your set. You oh, thank you. Especially when you, you uh, mimic your mom. Mm, oh, it's the best. so much. What Amazing. show did you guys go to? Uh, the first one, I think, I think, was... Uh, I want everyone to know I was also on that show, and she has not yeah. complimented <laughs> me. Wait, wait. I'm doing one at a time. It's fine. Go, go on. a moment. She's yeah, seen yeah. you before. That's what I think she's trying to yeah. say. Pazienza. Okay, grazie. Scusa. <laughs> I was like, cut the mic. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, All my mom stuff's pretty true. It's... it's like exaggerated though. Yes. Obviously. Of it's comedy. Right. It's comedy. Yeah. We get that. But I find your mother fascinating. I have to meet her. You gotta meet her. She Sue. She gets worried that if people meet her because we put a you know, we put an ad up on we have a Facebook page for the group and we had said like, you know, we had Mateo's aunt Cindy on and then people were like have Emma's mom on and I was like, Mom, you know, people want you to be in the podcast. She's like, Who? <laughs> and I was like, Well it's not people I know personally <laughs> But they, some people have requested that you be on. And she was like, and it was pro- it was like about a thousand people. And she was like, what are they? What like don't aren't they going to be like? Oh my God, she doesn't sound anything like her voice. <laughs> and I was like, no, they won't because <laughs> because you do. Or if you talk to her for a little bit, it's her it's her energy. You know, it it makes sometimes the people meet and go, your mom doesn't sound like that. I'm like, give her a minute. <laughs> She kind of sounds Marge Simpson, like, Homer. Yeah. <laughs> she's someone that's just so interesting because she's just so who she is. And mm. she's not, like, traditionally funny, but she also is still, like, hilarious. And it's, like, the an example of someone really committing something, committing to something, and the humor coming out of that. Like, she's just, like, if she was here right now, she'd be like, this is so interesting. So you and your friend talk, and you and your other friend, <laughs> and that's just, it's just interesting. <laughs> And do they think the stories about me are true, or how does this work? And where do you get How does this work? Because there usually is a nugget of truth of them, but then she'll be like, how did you get what happened from in that story from that? I think she's concerned about my mental health. I made Emma, imper- yeah. I made <laughs> Emma impersonate, because so we were talking about Michael Jackson, how weird it is that he hung out with kids, and I made Emma impersonate, what would your mom say if like you, some Michael Jackson, wanted to hang out with you as a kid? It was, that's what I was thinking, because I just, there's no amount of, celebrity or influence or anything that would have made, like my mom would have been like, but what are you going to talk to her about? I like, guess yeah, she's entertaining, but she's a child. <laughs> you know, she's, she's funny, sure, but I mean, what, honestly, what are you going to even, I mean, you're calling on the phone? No. <laughs> she, <laughs> she wouldn't be, it just wouldn't have, he wouldn't have gotten it's through the weird, Emma, it's all weird. <laughs> yeah. But um, thank you. Thank you. Oh, well. Sure. Katrina, I, I hope you'll be back for more shows in Montreal. Absolutely. Thank Katrina, you so much. We'd love to come and see a show of yours. Please do. I'm performing tonight at 945 at yeah, Theatre St. Yeah. Catherine. Well, but I live awesome. here and I'm performing all the time. TranaWinter.com. Come see me. I'm always performing in Montreal. Are you like a comedy next? Or no, or my own thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Does anyone yeah. have any Come other Come into my world. Questions? Come into my world. All right, we have two questions over here. Just one more thing. Oh, yes. We discovered you as the ethnic show last year. I'm so ethnic. You're amazing. Now we, we will we follow you. So we oh, grazie. Grazie per essere venuto oggi. Che simpatico sei tu. Grazie. Yeah, ritorno io. I've already did whistle tones. What more do you want from me? We got a lot of demands up here. All right, we have like 10 minutes. So yes. And then I'm begging everyone to come to my show tonight, please. That's such a nice thing for you to do. Be so in the comedy as a couple. What a healthy couples activity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could learn. Yes, please. Hi. Um, so I got to see you at the Comedy Cellar earlier in July. Okay. It's fantastic. Um, do you guys find that as queer comics you have to adjust for straight audiences or do you just sort of let it rip and see what happens? Uh, I just let I, it rip and see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I never I don't really don't change anything. I adjust. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, I totally adjust. Like, I mean, the right thing to say is like, no, I just do me and then if they like it, I mean, that's like the real artist. Like, I go to Vegas, the Comedy Cellar's room in Vegas and the manager, and the, it's oh, very yeah. conservative there. Mm. And the manager um, from New York was there one of the nights and she was like, it's interesting to see which comics like adjust their sets. And she was like, you know, just do your thing and stay true to it. I, I, I adjust in the sense Shuck that like if certain, yeah, like if I'm doing cons conservative rooms and stuff, you know, maybe I won't. Like I'll pull back on some stuff, but. Yeah, pull back. I'll still do my normal material, but I'll try to. I don't walk out like, hey, what's up, love right. puss. You know, like. <laughs> right. Right. I'm still a faggot, you know what I mean? <laughs> and not so. me. I'm like, my boyfriend better be here. I'm leaving. But <laughs> like, oh, I go up God. like, I'm Emma's boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone, yeah we everyone's do a duo like, act. Do, do they know? <laughs> but so I'll funny. adjust. Yeah, it's, you know. But I always will kind of like try to like adjust stuff a little bit, but I'll. Um, I will like I, I used to sometimes be like oh no do, th that's what I started like, really thinking about like how I was presenting myself when I was doing comedy more because right before I started doing comedy I was looking even like more like masculine and then when I was doing comedy then I started thinking about softening it up in a way too but maybe I would have that would have happened anyway I don't know but thank you we have a question over here hey guys hey um, so my question is for you Mateo see si. uh, oh god I'm nervous. <laughs> Were you disappointed that Lindsay didn't get the role for Ariel? So just, I was <laughs> so disappointed. Look, the amount of Disney, material you would have had. She's forty now. I, th like, I know she she's forty, Ariel? going on a hundred. Look, I think here's the thing, Lindsay. Okay, my cousin Brian put it best, right? Like, she never rose like the phoenix we wanted. She just scurried to the side like some weird crab, and she's been on some crazy adventures. Um, I think that it's. In reality, yes, of course, getting a young black girl to play Ariel was a brilliant idea. I think it's fabulous, and I can't wait to see it. But more people would have gone <laughs> if Lindsay Lohan <laughs> was Ariel. Can you imagine? I want everyone right now. Don't think Lindsay Mean Girls. Think Lindsay Meekness. <laughs> Can you imagine Lindsay, like you know, like talking to Ursula, being like, I want cakes. <laughs> I mean, it would be an Italian, un casino. It would be a mess. I would love it. That's, but, but I don't think she would have survived the shoot. I totally I don't think she would not no. have Because made she would think through. there was actual totally. water and uh, <laughs> she'd drown. Somehow. She's a diva. I don't want her to. I love her. I wouldn't no. want any harm coming really? to Lindsay. Lindsay's I not to a me, diva. she's a diva, but a diva in the sense of like. Um, She's a diva in. You're she, meaning diva like icon, she, and I think I yeah. may be thinking of it like. But she's right. she's entertained Tricky. queer people in this with the same um, feeling, but different ways, right? Like she's not like Beyonce, who's like literally perfect. Like does this, like can yeah. can do anything. Beyonce can do anything, right? So can Lindsay, but <laughs> differently. <laughs> Like Beyonce knows how to dance brilliantly, but can Beyonce chase a refugee family in Paris on Instagram Live using the voice of an old Arab man the, the accusing them of child sex trafficking? I don't that's a star, babe. You know, that was the most parental I've ever heard you sound. Because you're like, she can do all these things like Beyonce, but Differently. <laughs> well, I, also, too, anytime I make fun of Lindsay and people have come for me, I'm like, let, no, no, no. There's nothing I can say to incriminate Lindsay more than she's incriminated herself. Sure. Or, am I wrong? No, There's, not at all. She's the only one to defend Harvey Weinstein. She, no, she didn't. Google it. She's in a, I looks like a best Western bathroom. 
And she's filming herself, and this is when she was more Greek than she was Arab. She was picking her accent, but she's stuck to the Mediterranean. So she was, she was somewhere in Greece, right? And so she was looking at the phone, and she was like, hello, everyone. Um, it is I, Lindsay Lohan. Um, I think what we're saying about Harvey Wine, was, she was a little Irish too, I think. <laughs> I think what we're saying about our Harry Weinstein is just terrible. He's a good guy. Leave that man alone. Say, be, be good to him. And then wow. when wow. John McCain died, she put up a post, a, a picture saying, R.I.P. John McCain, feel better. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, those are gifts that Beyonce can't bring us. You You're know? right. You're right. You're right. And Beyonce is a goddess, a goddess. I mean, she's, she is incredible. But can Beyonce facetune herself that the stairs behind her look warped <laughs> and then she looks great? Right, right. That was, I, I didn't know how you were going to bring that around and so you sure did. Those are my thoughts. Okay, wow. I'm sorry. Yes, a question, please. Uh, yeah, I was going to say you guys uh, have said that there are no male divas, but what about Freddie Mercury? I, I knew someone like was going to yeah. say it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really You're right. I think Freddie Mercury. Divas. He's so legendary, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's I, I, larger than life. He is larger he's than otherworldly. life. Otherworldly. He's an icon for sure. For me, he's diva is like it really a big part of divaness for me is this like, you know, just insane femininity and like so for me, it's just like this like it's like girl power super league, you know. So that's why I don't personally like include so it, it male identifying people in that. But everyone's definition of diva is different. Because it seems like to me, like trans diva would transcend gender. I would think. No. No, for me, it's no. like a celebration of like because yeah. women are so put energy. down, and we still live in this like insanely misogynistic culture. And so for these people to rise yeah. above that and create their own universes, that's like such a big part of it. Right. For me personally. I like that. Yeah. And then yeah. still be like kind of bitchy. Yeah. No, of I, course. Right. Would I be a diva? Of course, Liza. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, we have a question over there. Yes, you guys are asking really good questions. Since we're just picking people and asking them, sure. is uh, is Lizzo a diva yet? No. No. I don't think I don't we have to wait to see how she p turns yeah, out. Yeah, like I think again, like time is definitely part of it, right? You know, like, I think Ariana's on her way, but we had to we got to give her time. She plays the flute. She just did the what's her big song? Uh, Truth, hurts. Truth hurts. I think she plays the flute like a motherfucker. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's looking promising for her. Obviously, oh, we have a question over here. Oh yes, um, what do you think of Bjork? Is that you? Okay. Uh. Oh, I let Trana take this. <laughs> uh. By the way, the greatest thing Bjork ever did was attack that reporter. Yeah, remember? That is the best YouTube the reporter's video like, of all Hi, time. Welcome You've to seen it? Yeah. Okay, that's the best. So weird. I like I love Bjork as a visual artist yeah. more than a musical artist. Mm -hmm. And like I've always wanted to love her voice and be one of those people that can really appreciate it. But like after five minutes of it, I want to kill myself. <laughs> like after the wailing minutes, and the screaming, yes. it's like uh, it's really terrifying. I to couldn't me. agree more. I had yeah. a, I dated someone who loved loved her. And it was always playing in the background of the apartment. I just was, it was like slowly driving me insane. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it was one of those things I had to, I felt like it was like a fine dark chocolate that you have to pretend that you like to like seem kind yes. of intellectual. Yes, that's Yeah, I was I like, feel. I want milk chocolate. I want Danity Kane. But I do genuinely believe she is a genius. She had a great quote where she was, because she loves Maria Callas. She's like, I was inspired by Maria Callas because she was like the badass and rogue of opera. And I was like, well, mm. she won me over. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, une autre demande, une autre question ici, or a statement. <laughs> All right, I guess well, that's it. We're pretty bored. We have five minutes left. This is your chance, you guys. Oh, oh there's one. Yes, sir. Why did you never choose a career in music with a voice like that? Um, yeah. Well, I desperately tried, and uh, I, I was... Um, when I was in Chicago, because I was used to draw for a living, I was a storyboard artist and fashion illustrator, so I drew TV commercials and fashion ads for a living. And because I studied opera and musical theater, I was really trying to make it like a singer. So in Chicago, I, I um, joined this group of uh, cabaret people, and they it was drag queens and dancers, and they were all terrible. And we would only perform at gay strip clubs every weekend. 
But I loved it because I could pick my own music. I sang Barbara, I sang Mariah. <laughs> People threw peanuts at me because I wasn't getting <laughs> naked. But I, I loved it. But, but it, for some reason, comedy allowed me to do everything I wanted to do. So I have a comic book with Bob the Drag Queen that I drew. I have a Barbara Streisand show where I sing at Joe's Pub monthly, where I just sing whatever the fuck I want and tell jokes. And, and, and it takes away the pressure of feeling like, cause you know, you see cabaret shows, and you and I have talked about this before, because we have similar views <laughs> towards things. Being a comedian allows you to like not make everything so like, when I move to New York, din, 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 din. <laughs> like it allows us to just sing the things we want to <laughs> sing and not take it so seriously. Yeah. But I still do work at my voice daily. Like I have to keep it going. I have to make sure my low notes are still there, my whistle tones are still there. So I take singing really seriously, but hopefully something happens one day. Amen. No, it's happening now. Yeah. Right now. Yes. Hopefully something happens one day is what I say every morning. <laughs> Hopefully. I had an experience at Just for Laughs that where I had to literally, I was so like excited about this male comedian that while before talking about Can him, I'd say have, who it is? Of, well, I, before I would talk about him, I would say, no hetero, but. <laughs> because I found myself saying stories like him and I had the same um, cell phone cover on our phones. And he noticed that. He goes, oh, same cell phone cover. And I was like, yeah. And then he took his phone and went boop, boop, boop on my phone. And I did it back on his phone. So I was saying stories like that, <laughs> which you obviously only re-say if you have a crush on someone. But I, I'm in love with someone, but not but not. It's straight-y. okay, Emma. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like a straight, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I love him. I love Jim Jeffries. <laughs> it's Jim Jeffries. I love him. He's so funny and great and original. And I just like, when I see him, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Jim Jeffries. But I cool, you I know. Think we have time for cool. one more question. Does anyone have like a super good question? Oh, one in the back from Marianne Ways. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I borrowed her hair dryer. Wait, does anyone have a question or no? Because we then we got oh yeah, oh. two back there. We can fit two in. Oh god, the Greeks. She's gonna come after me. Malakas, gases malaka ne. Ciao, anche io parlo italiano. Ciao. Ciao. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> well, oh, I what, is, what is sort of like uh, when you started to get the the sort of the big breaks? And I'm you still waiting. <laughs> That's but such a lie. you felt like you were under Trust. pressure. How did you handle that? Like first coming to JFL or uh, first I feeling like I'm really making a connection. How did you handle that? I think I, I, I don't know. Okay, for me. I never get, I don't take anything too seriously. I never get nervous for anything. The only thing I ever, ever, ever got nervous for was auditioning for The Cellar. I did Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, Netflix. I just wasn't nervous, because I was like, I'm just excited, this is what I've wanted to do for so long, so I just get excited. I get anxious, because I want to get on the stage, but auditioning for The Cellar was horrifying. It's, it's booked by this woman named Esty, who I adore and love, and she's just such a pro, and she's been doing it for a while. And the audition process is on a Friday night, the, you're the third comic to go up. On a live show, you get only five minutes, they don't light you, and she just stands in the shadows watching you. <laughs> and Even if there's no shadow, one appears. <laughs> right. And the comedy cellar is the epitome of comedy. I mean, it's like, that's, because comedy is really your, your first transaction of comedy is the respect of your peers. And so uh, to me, like the industry and everything else, it all just becomes like, I, I don't care so much about that. I care about like, what am I, do my peers still think I'm like funny and like not hacky or whatever? So she, to me, represents that. Like y if you get the respect of Essie, you get the respect of your peers in a way. Mm -hmm. So that w I was like terrified for. But I usually, uh, and when I met Mariah, I got nervous. But um, <laughs> I just sort of like do my breathing exercises from opera to like slow my heart rate down. And then that usually helps. But I'm know. super different from I would I'm like the reverse of that I would say I'm always like I'm always thinking about because it's not what you get getting the things the job that's the baseline it's not what you get it's what you turn it into so the second something boom go do that and if you don't turn it into more then I consider it but I'm working on not being so like black and white thinking but like so then every single thing is like okay how what how do we assess this in a way that we can cultivate it into you know I like to think of double what it was so it doesn't matter. Say you get something. What are you going to do with either a producer or a casting person or someone from something somewhere? What does it turn into from that? And then if you don't turn it into another thing, I would consider that thing a failure. Now, that's not the right way to look at it because you still got that thing, and I've been trying to remove myself from that because it was always like, you know, it's e like the right after I did Just for Laughs the first time, New Faces, right when I got back and I was in an open mic in the city, and someone was like, oh, didn't you just do New Faces? I go, yeah, if it's not 
Madison Square Garden, it's kind of the same thing. If people aren't going out to see you somewhere, then it, it, it all, you need to treat it like the same thing. And someone said, uh, you must have a lot of anxiety. I said, I'm stressed the fuck out. <laughs> so I've been trying to be like much more chill about it, but it feels like at every level of everything you, I, but, but I like it. It's fun. I, I actually Keeps like, going. yeah, I like feeling like a certain level of stress, but it's always like at every single level you want to feel like everything's a little bit on fire. You don't want to get mm. comfort to me doesn't breed stand-up or entertainment or if I'm super comfortable like I wouldn't want to go on auditions all the time you know I agree with that it's like fu I get nervous or if, if it's there's something I sometimes I'll get nervous if there's something I really really care about no. I mean I did my gala last night and I was really comfortable and prepped for it and I really felt good about this freaking jacket I had on uh, it was like pink and it was really it was cute so I didn't feel nervous with that so sometimes it'll pop up at times that surprise me but but I, but I like the nerves, too, because it's like, if I didn't feel any nerves, then I'd feel like I didn't care. But I operate, I like stress, too. I'm like, I like adrenaline, too. What about, Trina, but what about you? Yeah. Yeah, I like the adrenaline, too. I think, like, that nervous energy is a really good thing. I think sometimes if, if I, like, my nervous energy, like, spirals beyond, like, what I'm able to handle. Yes. Like, last night when I was doing um, New Faces, like, I was really nervous in a way that I haven't felt in a long time. Um, it was like bordering on like an unmanageable nervous. So I'm just sitting there backstage and I swear I'm not even kidding. I was literally repeating to myself in my mind, you are young Barbra Streisand, you are young Barbra Streisand. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, I love that. I love that too. It's real. I like, I, when I really freak out, like I channel my muses, I channel the people that inspire me, I channel the people that I know have gone through similar moments yeah. and I just try to take something of that essence and use it to empower myself and make myself feel good. I totally. Channel a lot. And yeah. each stressful thing, then you can apply to another thing that would have seemed insurmountably stressful, but maybe it'll seem a little less stressful because you did something like that before too. Like, uh, so I'll try to think even if something's like really uncomfortable or weird, like um, there was these auditions I did years ago where it would be you in the middle of the day and a casting director, you're gonna have to do one minute of comedy in front of them. I mean, that's like, it's a little, you know, you, you put yourself in a lot of degrading situations with stand-up, <laughs> but, but that's actually good because then it makes each other thing, you can, you're, you're just like, done, you know, yeah. done it. I, so it, um, it all folds into each other, so I try we, to keep in perspective. Do we have time for one more question or do we gotta go? Okay, he had, oh, yes. Uh, it's a statement. I can end with a statement. Oh, it's a statement. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this is a, I, how extraordinarily, um, it sounds odd, but jealous I am of you guys. Because I'm a, a sketch and improv comedian. I did New Faces characters this year. Oh, congrats. congrats. Thank you. And I, um, uh, the whole point for me is to hide behind my characters mm. and my improvise uh, and the characters that I improvise as. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and, and as a gay comedian myself, uh, I play a, a range of straight characters and gay characters. I mean, they're all different, but they're all characters. And so for you guys to be so personal is something I, I, I crave uh, in a way. And I wonder, maybe this is a question actually, how does it feel to be so personal in your comedy? Because I don't always get to do that. Well, I crave mm. what you're doing. Me too. Because the grass is always greener. You no, know. I'm because I like I don't. I do. <laughs> I just don't. I not necessarily for all the time, but like I feel like I'm not a great actor because I'm so self-aware. I'm so aware of who I am. I'm so con like not saying that you're not connected to who you are, but I'm so connected to who I am that it's so hard for me to pretend to be something else. I'm not good at pretending. Like even if I have to like rehearse something, I hate rehearsing because it's a lie. This is not real. This is not happening. There's no audience here. I can't even like pretend enough just to like get through a rehearsal. I hate it. Yeah. So I think like both expressions are powerful in their own ways. I don't think one is better than the other. I think it's just two different things. And there things. is overlap because in my acting class, it's <laughs> they said that it's supposed to be like the acting actually is like a real moment. It's not, it's, yeah, it's, it's supposed to actually be you in that given circumstance. So it's not like I'm going to go play this totally different person. I'm going to be the version of me that best lends itself to the script. Um, that's really I think good. for me, Thanks I was, as a class. I, I, like Trana, I'm too connected with like my, myself sometimes, and it can be a detriment to me because I just feel like I'm too in my own head. But I, I'm so um, neurotic and insecure from my childhood that I know, I know it's like fun to be... I, was, I, was, I had a very difficult like middle school 
Chechnya. It, it, it wasn't fine. It was, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I, 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 so for me, it's liberating. Like, for me, it's like, it's the, it's the only, it, the more I say about myself, the freer I feel because I felt for so long like this Frankenstein monster where I'd like put pieces together myself to please everybody else. And there's still that part of me that wants to please people, but I just like, when I went through that a breakup or like anything like traumatic or anything embarrassing, I just love sitting at the comedy cellar and saying it out loud. Things that people would hold on to themselves and feel shame about, I'm just done feeling the shame. So I just say it. Mm. And it's to me, it's, it's liberating, so I don't know. But one other thing too that I like really admire about people that do improv and sketch and characters and, and acting to a certain extent is like you have to be willing to like not embarrass yourself but like put yourself out there in this way that I don't think I could do. Oh, you know, because so I'm so in control about how I present myself. Streisand. Yeah. And it's hard for me to let go of that control, but I feel like disappearing into a character, you're letting go of how people perceive you because you're not yeah. really being perceived as you. That, I'm not ready for that yet. It freaks me out. That's so interesting. Um, I think we have to go. So uh, before we go, uh, can, can I do a plug? Sure. <laughs> Guys, please come see my show at the Catacombs at 8.30 tonight. I think no one's going to come. Can you guys just please come or just tell people to come? I'm afraid I'm going to walk out there and there's going to be three people and one of them is my mother. So please, 8.30 at the Catacombs. I'm desperate. Can I do a little plug, too? Please. Please. Um, so I independently released my own comedy special on YouTube. It's only 15 Woo. minutes. It's really cute. It's fun. We actually did it three years ago, so it's not totally reflective of where I'm at now, but just watch it. And don't wait around for people to give you opportunities. If there's any performers here tonight, just make it happen for yourself in whatever way you can. Make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. And I'm at uh, Comedy on State August 7th It's the best comedy 11. club in the world. Besides the cellar. In Wisconsin. <laughs> Emma, I mean, have the you club's been there? in it's, Wisconsin. It's amazing. I'm not saying it's the best club in Wisconsin. I mean, and that's just a... No, a literally, it's, it's like... Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a dream. You're yeah, going to have wait. the best time. I know, I'm pumped up. Oh, my God, you're going to kill. Yeah, looking forward to um, it, so. Okay, uh, well, I would really like to thank Trana for being our guest today. Thank you so much. You're nothing yeah. but a dream. Thank you so much. Of course, please. Thank you guys for and coming Emma to the show. Emma for being amazing. Yeah, Mateo Lane, thank, thank you guys. for coming.